Unleashing Youth Power, Renee V's Mighty Minds Revolution. Get ready for an inspiring journey on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Renee V, once a speech language pathologist, now ignites a revolution with Mighty Minds Academy. This episode delves into Renee's transform her self-development journey into a mission of empowering youth with Mighty Minds. Discover her groundbreaking approach that nurtures future leaders, molding them to impact society positively and adapt to the ever-evolving world. Hear the compelling reasons behind Renee's leap into entrepreneurship and her unwavering commitment to make a difference. Take advantage of this powerful narrative of resilience, transformation, and the power of education. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast, and my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Let me share with you a little bit about the guests we have today. Let's see here. Renee V is an experienced speech language pathologist turned mindset mentor. She is the founder and CEO of Mighty Minds Academy. She specializes in empowering kids and teens, combining communication expertise with resilience and growth mindset training. Renee's innovative, personalized teaching strategies aim to cultivate critical thinking, creativity, and character development in students. As a public speaker, speaker, excuse me, she instills hope and advocates for enriched lives for children and their families. Please help me welcome Miss Renee V to the stage. And Renee, welcome. I have to have you give me some lessons in speaking (laughs) and having difficulty today, but it is really a pleasure to have you here on the show today. Thank you, April. I'm so excited to be here with you. Uh, it's, It's great to have you again. I have had the pleasure of seeing you speak on stage and you bring this beautiful amount of energy. And we've got a photo of that later on. So I'm excited to share a little bit of that with the audience and to bring the energy here today. So you have this incredible passion project. And I love some of the story and the background of how you got here and the teachings and the teachers that you have had along the way. So let's dive in. Let's share with the audience and have them get to know you more. Okay. So my name is Renee and my last name is Vardenyotis, hence why I go by V. Thank you for Um, that. It's been my kind of Mrs. V has been my name since I worked in the schools because, you know, I'm a speech therapist and it's sometimes really difficult for the students to say the name. I mean, it's difficult for me to say sometimes. So, um, you know, I I went by Mrs. V and then, um, you know, I I just figured it, it just makes life a little easier just to have a quick, you know. Renee V instead of people going, what's that 
last name. It's so long. I don't know how to say that. Or they butcher it. <laughs> so, um, and I am a speech therapist by trade. Uh, in 2020, I had a little bit of a revelation that I wasn't, um, but the fire was kind of, you know, being dimmed in my, in my heart for, for that practice. Um, and I went on a personal development journey that turned into me leaving my job and starting a business and, um, all the roller coaster rides that are, go from there till now. And, um, my, I think what made me really discover that, like, that this is where my purpose is because how much it changed my life, what I was studying. And it literally, I had a paradigm shift. I, I just, I mm -hmm. said, I'm done working in a school and this is what I'm going to do. And it felt really good. Yeah. Well, the words paradigm shift certainly makes me think of Mr. Bro Bob Proctor, which yeah. I believe is really stemming from the teacher and teachings that you had. Is that correct? Yes. So that's, uh, I, someone introduced me to his programs and I invested in myself. I, I said, I, I, you know, it's now or never, I don't, I'm looking for something and I may as well just try. And it ended up being, it's a six month program that, um, it really just changed everything for me and my family actually, because just me as a mom and, and, um, you know, a wife and a, all, you know, working full time, it was, it was needed. And I, I knew that I was not performing at my optimal level. I knew it, mm -hmm. that my, that I had so much more potential in me to do bigger and better things. Not that I didn't love what I was doing. I still love the students and helping them communicate, but I just know I was meant for more. Yeah. Well, I love that you mentioned you invested in yourself. I, I mean, so often we we don't even take ourselves there because mm -hmm. especially when we have families that we're taking care of, because we, we put ourselves on the back burner and we don't feel like we have time or we're worthy or, mm -hmm. you know, we just don't put ourselves there or first to invest in ourselves. So I think that that's incredible. And because of that, like you said, you had a whole paradigm shift that, that really transferred over into every aspect of your life. In fact, you wouldn't be creating and doing the things that you're doing today without that. You're exactly right. And it's funny how, you know, you can't, you could only connect the dots looking backwards at all of this. And at the time, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew that I needed something. And I knew that investing, I was worth the investment. I know I'm capable of doing a lot more than what I'm doing to help others and make an impact. So, you know, when I went through the program, I, I kept I kept hearing, you know, Bob say and, and my other mentor, Brian, say, that, you know, this is not taught in schools and even you know, Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, they meant he mentions in there about, you know, what our kids are learning in schools. And I said to myself, and I actually had a business partner at the time, I said, I, I think we need to be the ones to bring this to the, the youth because I was learning it at 40 whatever years old, um, you know, hearing vocabulary that I had never heard of before, like a paradigm, like your subconscious mind. Um, and actually being able to choose your own thoughts. I was, you never, you don't really think about it. You know, it's not something that you, we, they teach us in school. It's not something we actively talk about, about the quality of our thoughts and how they energetically can, you know, make or break our life. It, it's true. Mm. Um, you know, the more you think about negativity and, and, and uh, um, things that aren't going your way, the more that's going to bring. And it's science that isn't well known. And it just doesn't make any sense that it's, it's, I mean, it's just like gravity. You believe in gravity. Um, you can't see it. Right. So, you know, not, not understanding the law of attraction or, um, you know, having like your, your vibe and you know how people say your vibe attracts your tribe, but they don't even really know what that means. It's actual mm. science. So yeah. when you learn it, it's not so woo woo anymore. It becomes, it's a scientific fact that the the universal law of attraction is real 
and we attract what we put out. So it's, it, it was really interesting and really awesome to learn that and to be able to break it down into really, really bite-sized pieces for kids to understand and to bring, you know, reality to it. Cause it, it used to be something you hear, Oh, law of attraction. Oh, blah, blah. I'm just going to wish I get something. It's just going to poof, pop up on my lawn, you know? Um, but that's not how it works. Right. We understand the science behind it. And it's really important for our kids to learn this is that, you know, we can attract, we can, we can put out what we want and the universe wants to give it to us. And once we learn that, it could change everything. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Yeah, it, it's certainly, uh, I feel like people take that into consideration, that perspective of, oh, if I think it, it's just going to appear. And so it turns you off very, very quickly, right? Yeah. But Renee, something that I appreciate the most about you is I was able to relate with you so quickly because you were on the stage and you said, look, I was in my 40s when I, I heard the word subconscious mind. Like I never really understood any of this or the science behind things or why we think the way that we think and what happens when we think the way that we think. But I loved that you brought yourself to that vulnerability right away on stage because I felt immediately a sense of uh, relation where like, yes, me too, where um, it took a while for me to start learning this lingo to learn all of the science behind it. And because of that, I wanted to learn more, just like yourself, when it's kind of like you go down this rabbit hole, right? You start learning all this cool stuff and you're like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, let's go deeper and deeper. And it continues to go deeper and deeper. It is mm -hmm. this infinite possibility sort of aspect, isn't it? And I think that it's super cool that you had the idea to bring it to youth because you're you're pondering to yourself, if I'm just now learning this and, and coming to understand just a, a portion of this now in my adult life, mm -hmm. what about my children and, you know, the, the, the children of the world where they really are going to be the future impact? You're right. And it's, it's kind of scary to think that this is not common um, talk. Because how we learn everything is through our subconscious mind, through spaced repetition, right? When you learn your language, that's how you learn. Um, when you learn your numbers, that's how you learn. That's how it stores as programs in your mind. So you, when we think about it that way, if we just make the decision and put in the effort to intentionally put into our minds optimistic thoughts, pleasant thoughts, happy, joyful thoughts, you know, it's impossible to be happy all the time, but we do have an option to choose happiness if we're not feeling very good. So it, and it can change your whole mentality. It can change your whole day. So if you wake up not feeling so great, you know, and you continue to think, oh my gosh, I don't feel that great, or I'm tired, or I, you stub your toe and oh my gosh, then after that, it's, you know, you spill your coffee and then it just seems ruined. It like snowballs, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, why me? Oh, my day is ruined. When all you have to do, you flip it and you start to think thoughts that make you feel good or put on a song and dance around, something to like shake it mm. up to, to break that cycle of negativity. And, yeah. you know, and PS, turn off the news. 
No yeah. need to watch the news. <laughs> All that is doing is programming your mind with really scary things. Mm, and yeah. our children too. And the news used to be something I put on immediately when I woke up and now I don't watch it at all. And if, even if it's on, I, I, I don't want to listen to it. So, you know, the older generations, they're obsessed with CNN and, you know, watching the news and what's the weather going to be. And, and it's oftentimes information that's unnecessary to even hear mm. or see. Yeah. It's, you know, unless it has something d directly related to you, it's a family member on there or something, you know, but mm -hmm. it's really programming us to be fearful. Yeah. And that's not how we, that's not what we were put on earth to do. We were put on earth to create, not to be scared of creating or scared of leaving the house or scared of traveling overseas or scared of a virus, you know, but they make it so that we have these fears and it's really hard to break that if that's what you're listening to every day. But when you when you think about it and we we put in the work with personal development, we can unwire and rewire re our subconscious and put those practices into place every day. And by space repetition, talk about, you know, the, your self-image and how you can build upon your self-image, the self-confidence. Um, you know, there's so much anxiety and depression in our youth right now. And the, and it's, I'm probably going to, there, someone's going to be mad at me for saying this, but it is fixable without medication. It's, fixable. I'm not mad at you for saying that. Okay. Renee. I know because <laughs> there's a reason why the band-aids aren't working. It's because yeah. it goes deeper. It goes deeper than that. Yeah. And once our kids understand how their mind works and understand the techniques and strategies that they can put into yeah. place to help them. I mean, I struggle with anxiety. It's not, it's not like it's, it doesn't, it really doesn't, you know, it, it can affect anybody anytime, anywhere, but it's what you do with that is what makes the difference. And, and if the parents aren't practicing these things and the kids aren't practicing these things and it's no one's fault, but once we're aware of it, it's, I feel like it's my duty to help people learn and learn strategies and raise their awareness as to what can help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the purpose of this show, too, is by sharing that information that there is more and there is a way to get to that root cause of things. And you're right to to have strategies in place and to apply things that can really make a massive difference. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love that you talk about how, you know, fear mentality is not where we want to remain. Of course, we have to have that. That's part of being human. We need the fear in order for, you know, for safety and all of those things. And at the same time, we cannot be creative if we're in the fear mode, right? Yeah. So, but that's what we're, we're here for is to really be this beautiful creative being to bring so many different colorful aspects to the world. And so I'm, I'm excited to, to dive in this Renee, because you have gone through the Proctor Geller Institute in the training, which is super exciting to me because I'm fascinated by it. I myself have not gone through the extensive training, just kind of dived a little bit on the surface of mm -hmm. it, but the concepts of it, I, I just greatly appreciate. So I'm pleased to have you here so we can talk a little bit about that. What were some of the things that you first started learning? And you talk about how when we think uh, a certain way that really starts creating our reality, when did you really start noticing that or, or see that, that that was the evidence that was coming to fruition for you? I think that I had so many aha moments listening to Bob and Sandy because the way it works and, and it's the way my programs work too, is through space repetition, you're listening mm -hmm. to these, these lessons twice a day, every day for two weeks in that program. And the aha moments I was having, even just thinking about when we were young, how we didn't know how to do anything. Everything was impossible, right? We couldn't dress ourselves. We couldn't feed ourselves. And through space repetition, we learned all that and it became a habit. And when you think about it, you apply that to anything else that we want to learn. Practice makes, you know, progress, right? And then it becomes automatic. So why wouldn't we be, you know, consistently putting in our minds, you know, op thoughts of optimism and hope? 
and you know understanding our how our mind works and how like our thought you know our thoughts are like seeds that we plant in our mind garden and you know we want we need to nurture them and we need to let them grow um and not let the weeds grow right the negative thoughts are so many of them but to understand that we have a choice to remove those negative thoughts and and actually replace them you don't think about it that way right because in the moment you might you might feel horrible but once you start putting this stuff into practice and then also even thinking about i mean even what we're on right now right this was some what some someone's imagination you know their level of awareness caused us to be able to talk on a computer to each other for all you know for all over the world and that when i was young wasn't even a thing right we didn't even really use computers as much you know they were more like word processes but when you think about you know even the evolution of our electronics you know like the cd player and the tape player and how you know how we're now streaming things like all of this always existed but it was someone's level of awareness that they had they had a vision in their brain about something like this that they were able to bring it to life um you know because everything is created twice right once in your mind and then what and then your physical reality so that all of that fascinated me and i, I thought about it i said oh my gosh like when you think about the possibilities of, of what we can accomplish if we put in the studying and we do the personal development um, you know, for our kids to, to learn these skills early, um, you know, we could have a whole world of, of Elon Musk's. I mean, it's just, it's a matter of raising awareness, right? The power of yet that I can do something, but maybe not yet. The magic of self-love, what self-love does for us, what it does mm -hmm. for our families and taking care of ourselves is not selfish, um, which is growing up in my age, you know, taking care of yourself was considered selfish. It was, oh, you you know, you're going to yeah. do that instead of be with your kids. That's selfish. Oh my gosh. Yes. I give her that. And, I, and it, and it, it makes, it makes you feel guilty. Yeah. But then when you think about it and you read about the magic of self-love and you understand that you loving yourself is a gift to everyone around you. Yeah. It's the actual opposite of selfishness. Right. So, you know, and learning these things through Bob and Sandy, I mean, even about your, your self image and how you feel about yourself and how you think other people think of you um, was really eye opening for me. And I would have really appreciated having that, especially mm -hmm. as a teenager, especially wow. as a teenager. You know, that's, Renee, it makes me think that that is why they tell you to put the air mask on in the mm -hmm. airplane if something is terribly going wrong, because we have, as adults, we have to be able to function and perform in, in the best capacity in order to help others or youngers or elderly, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? So there, there's a vital importance of really maintaining that personal self-care because, if we can't show up in the world, you know, to be able to be our best and perform our best, then, mm -hmm. then what good are we, right? It's no good for us or for anyone else around us. And, and it is difficult to understand that when you're correct, we didn't grow up thinking that or feeling that or the guilt, the mom guilt is mm -hmm. just so heavy. And uh, so, you know, I would love to know, Renee, when when you started applying these things in your life for yourself and in turn teaching your children that, what changes, if any, did you start to see with your own kiddos? Oh my gosh, it's it's like endless. What it it literally I know when my children were my son's now 15 and my daughter's 10. When they were really little, I would fly off the handle. I would like get really, I would react instead of respond to things because out of just, you know, mom frustration or the constant needs needing to be met. And um, I did a lot of it by myself. My husband worked really late hours. So I, when I flipped that and I, I made the decision, cause that's what it is, is making a decision yeah. to apply what I was learning and understand how your mindset and how you feel inside is affecting everything. So once you start putting in the work, it it drips across all all of your family, your friends, your coworkers and when they see how you're how you're reacting 
to things and, you know, in a calm way or, you know, even keeled or, you know, just simple problem solving, then that inspires them to do the same thing because they see you handling something that's not so easy, you know, with, you know, ease and grace mm -hmm. as opposed to like freaking out and, um, you know, allowing yes. leading by example. Yeah. And at letting the outside world control you, you're in control of yourself. Mm. So once you have that control and that understanding, then the outside things don't bother you as much. So, and when we realize that everything happens for a reason all the time. So, you know, by something happening, you sometimes you find out later, there was a really good reason why that happened. And that was universally aligned for you, even though you don't realize it at the time. Yeah. So that kind of stuff really lights my fire, you know, learning that and understanding like that, you know, oh, something got canceled. Oh, was it meant to be like you just you let it go out of your mind because it wasn't meant to be like that in the first place. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Renee. Well, I could not relate to you in being an overreactive parent at yeah. all. Yeah. Yes, I can. I can. Very I, can uh, I was like, that. I don't know if anybody uh, has not gone through that, you know? Yeah, no, totally. And, and very, very much so. And, and of course, I was a young parent, though, as well. So I was like a kid raising kids. Um, mm. Maybe not so bad, but I, I think at 19, that's pretty young to become Ooh, a parent. Yes. And yeah, I yeah. don't recommend it just so everybody on this uh, program knows in the audience knows I don't recommend that age. And because of that, though, uh, it was so much of me needing to learn through those experiences and being a parent and juggling all the things. And so, but it's a beautiful thing when you, when you do start to have this understanding, this profound realization that it is, uh, you know, the only thing that we can control is ourself and the way that we respond. And it's okay to let go of things and let them be as they're supposed to be because mm -hmm. it's all going to be okay. <laughs> I you know, arrived up this far. I mean, it's it. Yes. You think you're having the worst day ever, and you know, but we the juxtaposition is what makes life interesting, right, and enjoyable. Is that you can feel like go in a valley, but know that that valley is going to go right back up at some point, you know, all good things don't last and all bad things don't last. I mean, it's just, that's just life. So, you know, once we learn how to take the reins and, and, and really ride those waves and use all of our techniques that I teach these, you know, children and parents, it changes just our daily living. We don't dread things. It's not, you know, something bad is always going to happen, right, April? I mean, there's just no avoiding. There's always going to be a death. There's always going to be a, an illness. There's always going to be an accident. Yeah, we can't I, control that. So it's a matter of, it's up to us to, especially for our kids to watch us, how we handle things is they have front row seats to our parent show. You know, with yeah. they're sitting there with popcorn watching every move we make and we are not handling with resiliency the waves, right? Or, yeah. or handling someone, if they see our reaction, like my daughter, unfortunately, was sick all last night throwing up. And I just maintained the calm. I'm like, all right, let's clean you up. Let's go. She was like, ah. I was like, you're going to be fine. You know, because in my head, I'm like, oh, God, I hope she's OK. But, you know, my my reaction to it was so even killed. It kept her yeah. reaction even killed, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's, oh, my gosh. I always say that that's one of the most powerful things we can do as parents is to lead by example because they see that and they mm. they become that, don't they? When they they observe how we respond in the world and then they in turn think that that is how they should respond regardless of if it's good or bad. It is how we mimic each other as human mm -hmm. beings. It's a very normal thing to happen. So as you reflect on that as a parent, what exactly are you showing and mirroring to those kiddos? So speaking of, I, I want to bring into uh, the stage Peter and Mila. These are the babies. Mm -hmm. That was them at Penn State. We took them up. We take them up for football games. My husband and I met there. So it's fun to bring them to, you know, all the old places that we used to hang out. And we have a whole crew that goes up and it was a lot of fun tailgating and 
you know, my son gets autographs from the football players. It's really, it's a great time, but they're just Matt. My children are, I'm so blessed. Um, I mean, my son has been a good boy since birth and he's 15 now and he's still such a good hearted soul. But my daughter, when she came to this earth, she has taught me so much about life and living in, in the, in the moment and being mindful and, um, her, her empathy, how she is with her friends. Um, it's, it's not, it, it, I am sure it comes from me in some way, shape or form, but it was almost like she was born that way <laughs> um, because I just, she's such an angel. Um, everything about her, her, her personality, how she treats her friends, how she treats me and my husband, my, her brother, everything. And I, I feel like she's and there's my Peter. That was his homecoming dance. And it's, it's funny because I remember being his age. <laughs> so do my parents and they still probably do. Cause I, it was, it was a struggle. It was yeah. a struggle and it was, it was really not a fun time for, you know, at being a teenager and trying to figure out your body and then you're trying to figure out your friends and who, what kind of person you want to be. And, um, you could switch on and off friend groups and you just never really, you know, follow your heart. Oftentimes it's like a peer pressure thing. And, um, but he, you know, we've surrounded, my son surrounded himself with a really good group of friends and he's playing basketball and, um, and he and my daughter both are so intrigued by what I'm doing. And that excites me because they have an active interest in it. And they, I see, I see it coming from them, what I've been doing, you know, and I, and when I first started in all this, I was kind of batting it down their throats. Like you need to do this and you need to change your thoughts and blah, blah, blah. But then I stopped because it wasn't being received. <laughs> and I ended up just showing them how I'm handling things or how, the, you know, if this yeah. comes up, like how we handle it. And just by like kind of osmosis, they're, they're learning what they're, you know, what I want them to learn without, you know, actually like, you know, giving them like, you know, get, having them join yeah. my groups, you know? <laughs> so I love that you are just so raw and real, Renee, because, you know, and again, that's why I keep saying, oh, I can relate. And, you know, as a parent, your your journey through this, as you learn new things and new techniques and you're growing yourself and also dealing with life's chaos of being a mother and raising those children at those incredibly uh, uh, vital ages, you know, they're, they're at the awkward stages and they're learning about all the things. And so, like you said, I, I just wanted to cram this information into them so they got it so they could improve. And we do that as parents because we care, mm -hmm. because we care so much and we want them to have all of those tools and skills to be the best human beings that they could possibly be. And sometimes it isn't well received or they just they can't hear it because they're they're in their own world and they're going through their own things or you know okay mom you know or dad or whatever and and then the beautiful thing is is that we're all on our own journeys and mm -hmm. and we have to go through certain experiences in order for us to get it because even if you know, we were told this information at one point or another or various points in our lives. It doesn't mean that it sinks in necessarily right. until the moment that it does. Right. Exactly. And so I appreciate you sharing that aspect as a parent, because it's it's so common where we as parents do learn these incredible things and we want to share that. And it doesn't it doesn't sink in yet. Yeah, exactly. And you still have to be, you know, mom, right? They, I, I, you constantly want to teach them, but you know, I've made a really, I've made a really intentional decision to, to be just as much of a friend as I am a mom to them. And, you know, only because I really want them to be able to tell me everything, whether it's good or bad, because the only way I can help them in life is if I understand what's going on and, you know, where we have an open communication channel because, yeah. and I never want them to feel like they can't tell me something. Um, 
because I grew up, you know, kind of in a closed situation where I couldn't really express myself the you know, the way I wanted to um, or share things about my life that I, you know, it just wasn't like a comfortable situation for me. Whereas I, I've made a really, really, I'm striving every day to let them know that you, it doesn't matter what you tell me, I'm going to love you. I'm going to help you. So, but I have to know what's going on. You can't, you know, hide things from me and expect me to be able to help you to the full capacity. And I also don't want them finding out things from their friends or the internet that they should be finding out from me or, or, you know, my husband, because, you know, they, they have, gosh, they have access to everything. It's really, it's, it's mind boggling what they could find out on a daily just by, you know, talking to Siri, you know, (laughs) or going on YouTube. I mean, there's just so many, it's got to be confusing for them. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, Well, Renee, you have learned a lot of awesome tools that now you are bringing into the world. So Mm -hmm. I am excited to learn a little bit more about those when we get back from this commercial. So stay tuned. I want to let you know about my next group program, Health Kickstart and Detox. The best way to start diving into your health is to start looking at nutrition, the right way to eat for your body and understanding that as well as digestion because you are what you absorb and not just what you eat. So I teach how to ensure your digestive system is even turned on so that you can benefit from the food that you're putting into your body. So I combine all of this learning in a group program for support for you, along with setting you up for success. So click the show notes to learn more about the program. The link is there. I look forward to hearing from you. All right. Welcome back, Renee. I would love to learn a little bit more about those cool tips and tricks that you have learned and now you apply with the other people that you lead. Sure. So I've developed some programs that are really breaking down foundational information that we're not taught in schools typically. Um, I would have to, I would be, I think it's safe to say that they're mostly no schools are teaching this. Um, However, I could be incorrect and I would be really thrilled if I was wrong about that. Um, so the, the lessons are very small, like short, a couple minutes each, and they range from understanding just what mindset is to begin with. Um, because that's kind of like a buzzword that people use a lot and, you know, kids don't really understand it. Uh, a lot of adults don't even understand it. So, um, I've made a couple different programs with six lessons each that are meant to be listened to twice a day for a week in order to program our subconscious mind, um, learning about self-love, the thoughts that we have, how, um, you know, that the quality of our thoughts is really, you know, thoughts, thoughts become things. So we want to be sure that we're intentional about what we're uh, allowing to stay in our mind. Um, so like, I also have a a recipe for success, a a goal lesson, um, how to learn, you know, really how to, how to develop goals that will, you know, get you further on into your life and, and to reach them, um, building confidence and, you know, the art of the safe adventure, which is, you know, being brave. And what we talked about before about fear, how it does, it does serve its purpose to keep us safe, but it also can prevent us from going out of our little zone of comfort for the fear of what will people think? Or, you know, what if I fail? Um, And failure is just a part of, of becoming successful. I mean, we fail until we succeed. And that's just, I mean, through history, we know that like Thomas Edison, we know how many times people failed and their persistence and their will to keep going because they, they understood that, that it could work and that it will work. We just have to keep trying. Right. So, you know, Mm -hmm. even in this process that I'm going through as an entrepreneur, the past couple of years is, is, is I'm practicing literally everything that I teach as we're speaking. So being on a stage, like I was on, I mean, that was a terror barrier. I walked in the room and I was at, Oh my gosh, like, I'm a complete imposter. I'm getting on a stage that Tim Story's been on and that Coach Burt is on and that Janine Driver and, you know, Brian Galky, like they were all, 
big, big names in speaking world. And here I was the first time that was my first time speaking on a stage like that. I've spoken before, but never like that. And, you know, but it, it's, it just is a testament to this material because I pushed through and I spoke. And even though there were some glitches in my, my presentation, I, I felt pretty good about it. You know, I, I feel like it, what do they say that public speaking is like the number one fear yes. in the world or something? And and I'm excited to do it again. So I, I'm actually, you know, practicing what I preach. I made the decision. We I have a lesson on decision, parts of the mind. So our conscious, our subconscious, how they work. We talk about paradigms, about our habits mm -hmm. and where they come from and how to change them. Um, our self-image is, you know, really big with the teens I work with, you know, the confidence and self-image, understanding, you know, yeah. who they are and what qualities and others that they admire because they can just embody those qualities themselves. Um, leadership, resilient leadership. I do lessons on emotional intelligence, which is another struggle that our kids are having. They don't understand their emotions. They don't label their emotions and they in turn, don't have the tools to navigate through those emotions. And it's really important for their mental wellness that they are able to label how they're feeling and to use strategies to help them feel better. Um, I have a lesson on fear, on perspective, on mindfulness, on visualization. I mean, I could go on and on of, of you know, what is has been created and what's available. I do, um, I'm very excited that I have someone who's going to be you know, doing lessons on wealth mindset. So, you know, awesome. taxes and mortgages and investing mm -hmm. and things like that for kids. Yeah. And it's so funny because when I was speaking to him, I said, I need to read these books. I, <laughs> I need help with this because we didn't learn it. You know, we didn't learn yeah. any of these life skills, you know, or even mm -hmm. grief, right? It, it's 100% of us are going to go through the grieving process at one point or another. And yeah. it's not something that is understood by kids. It's not understood by adults. And it's, we, it, the process could be made so much, I don't want to say better or easier, but more manageable. I think if we just knew what to expect and yeah. what's normal and that, yeah, that those are absolutely normal responses and they don't come in order. I mean, when we consider grief, yeah, it shows up in so many different ways. And it's not just when we lose a loved one, when, when somebody dies, it's not, I mean, grief comes in so many different shades, mm -hmm. you know, so many different things. Like if, if we consider our younger years, maybe it's the grief of no longer pursuing your athletic career because mm -hmm. you made a different choice because you're still grieving that, that thing that you, you did and you showed up for every single day of your your young life, you know, so it comes in so many different ways. And I think Renee, what's beautiful about what you're offering is that it is giving people the, the, the knowing that this is something that can be expected. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, I've been through the ringer with grief and it's, you know, I still struggle with it, you know, several years after loss and, and that's okay. Right. I mean, I think oftentimes our kids are told like, kind of like the false hope, like be, just be happy or don't, you know, it's okay. Stop crying, you know, and not feel your emotions. And, mm. you know, going through that process a couple of times, it, it, it's unfair to expect somebody to react in grief the way you would, or the way your friend did. Um, it's very personal. And, you know, even though we grieve, we can grieve someone that wasn't in our life there, you know, every day, it still hits as hard as someone who has, is in our life every day. It's, um, you know, we can't make judgments on who, on what's right and what's wrong in the grief process. And I think that's important for our kids to know too, is just knowing that when you're not, if you're not feeling good about, you know, a death or maybe your parents are divorcing, something like that, that's so emotional, um, that you don't sweep your your feelings under the rug because then they stay there and they just build and build and build and build. And then you have a rug you can't even walk on because it's got so many things underneath it. So, you know, processing emotion is, I think should be one of the first things we learn it, you know, 
understanding how to navigate, um, you know, understanding what gratitude is and understanding, you know, that we are, we were put here to be happy and create. We were not put here to be sad and scared. And once you learn that as a kid, it it really could change so much. You may be able to take more risks and not feel like, you know, scared of what someone's thinking about you, which is what a kids is what you do, right? I mean, even as adults, sometimes we feel like we're always like, well, what are they going to think? If I, I mean, I, when I quit my job, oh. I was like, what's everyone going to think? I have a great job. Why are they, you know, but once you get rid of that, it's, it's, it's within, right? So you can't live your life trying to please others if you're not pleasing yourself because you're, you're the one that you're going to live with the rest of your life. So you have to please yourself first. Those people, half of them aren't even thinking about what you're doing. You know, we, we constantly think like, Oh, what are the, what were the neighbors say or what blah, 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 blah. And it's just not real. It, it it's not a real thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of what other people think and the fears that we have revolving around that when we step into something uh, so new and so different and so outside of the norm, right. Such as entrepreneurship, yeah. that in and of itself is not, a commonality and it may be coming up more, I do believe, based on happenings that have really shifted the world. But speaking of that, what was it like for your partner, for your husband and and what kind of support was he during this process? I'm I laughing have- because I, I, we've been married for almost 19 years and we've known each other since we were, gosh, I met him when I was 17. So, you know, he knew what he was getting himself into when he married me. I, I have made a lot of decisions in our family that I knew would be best for us, much to his dismay. <laughs> um, I, I kind of didn't give him a choice in the matter, which I don't recommend everybody to do, but it's just in my marriage, that's how it has to be. So if I want something and I know it's best for our family, he's going to fight it tooth and nail. But then on the other side of it, he, he, he discovers that, um, you know, it's okay to make changes like this, you know, it's, it's taking healthy risks. It's, um, trying on something new because, you know, if I were to maintain staying in my job and just going through the motions every day, it's not good for me. It's not good for my kids. It's not good for him. And it wasn't, wouldn't be good for the students. It wouldn't be fair. So for me, it it was a decision I made and, understanding the content is what really get got me through that barrier of, of, you know, okay, I'm going to actually leave a job that pays me really well. And I actually really like this job, but I don't feel, I feel like I'm meant for more. I'm unfulfilled. I'm feeling stagnant. Um, so he's, his support has been built, you know, in the beginning was a shock and then it just builds and builds. And now he's, you know, I hear him, I hear him saying some of the things that I say and I'm like, Ooh, it's working. (laughs) Um, You've really gone into what, what you're describing Renee and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's stepping into the unknown from listening to that intuition and that internal compass. Absolutely. And the believing in the unseen, right? The believing that you can have, be, or do anything. And once that you, you take on that attitude and you, you have that knowledge and you understand what the process is doing and you understand when you have that anxiety, that that's fear and that you have to go through it to get to the other side. Because if you don't, you go backwards, which mm-hmm. is not what we want. Uh, because there's a reason why you initially wanted to leave whatever that was to begin with. So, you know, it's, it, it, I, I, I was on another podcast the other day and I, I said, you know, my, my respect and, and love for my husband has grown exponentially. I didn't think it could, but through this process, because he has supported, you know, my choice to, to do this. And in turn, um, to be honest, I, I was never really able to be a full-time mom. I've always been, you know, half with my students and half with my, uh, my own kids and my own kids were sometimes getting like the non, like the, the, not the best of me. So in this whole process, I was able to 
I'm able to bring my kids to school. I'm able to pick them up from school. I'm able to stay home with my daughter today. She was sick. Um, you know, I'm actually being a mom <laughs> and I'm not overwhelmed because I don't have the weight of all the school stuff I had to do and reports and meetings and all that stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm making my own schedule and um, it's not for everybody. <laughs> it really isn't. I mean, this is, it's not easy what I'm doing and it's not, um, you know, some days you, you just feel like, okay, well now what am I going to do next? Like what, what's next? Like, okay, now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like a one man show over here. And, you know, and then when people aren't doing what you're doing, they can't relate. So I have a whole group of friends that, that aren't, that they're all working and they don't, they don't have this spirit that I have. And they, we don't even talk about what I'm doing because it's like, we're speaking two different languages. So it's, mm, I, I have, a, yeah, I have a great group of people who I've met in the circles of mindset and personal development that helped, had that helped me through you know, the challenges, the trials, the tribulations of entrepreneurship and, and actually want to help, you know, and, and actually want to want to give knowledge because they've been through this. Yeah. So Renee, you bring up a really great point. Stepping into the entrepreneur world, unless you're fortunate enough to be stepping into a incredible support system of other people who are doing the same thing and like minded, it can be a lonely journey, can't it? Because you're right. Not everybody can relate. This is not like we discussed earlier, a commonality, but what you're creating is something that is so important to be giving to the world for the youth and for everyone else, because it, again, it just, it, it spreads like wildfire, right? When people start to understand these concepts and I'm, I'm really excited about it and excited for you because I agree with you that so much of these concepts should be some well-known things and they aren't yet until we yet. bring them to light, just like you're doing. So I think that's super cool. Uh, www.mightyminds.us. And so I want to make sure that everybody knows about that because Renee is creating something really incredible and very powerful. Renee, tell me what what does this look like and what do you envision for the future? Ooh. So the goal is to have mindset and empowerment be common talk in schools and homes across the globe. Um, to be able to raise awareness as to what's possible for you, for me, for our kids, for their friends, it really can change the trajectory of our kids' lives to understand more about who they are instead of going through a school system, which I'm not knocking the school system. I obviously I'm a proponent of education. Um, I just think there's more important content that our kids should be exposed to. You know, they're in school, what, eight hours, seven hours, eight hours a day. So what they're learning there, um, in my opinion, and I think it's becoming more and more popular now is that the archaic, you know, curriculum is not really teaching our kids much about who they are and what they want. And that's why we're seeing a lot of confusion, a lot of um, mental health issues. We're seeing, um, you know, kids not, not motivated to do anything or be anything because it's, it is very confusing when you don't know who you are or what you want. And you don't even realize that that's, something that is, can have, you can choose that. And, and I think the trends now are going towards, you know, cause college is so expensive. Um, and then when people get out of college, then they get a job and it pays a fraction of what their student loans are for. So they can't get out of debt. Or if we start teaching our kids that if they really love, let's say a real estate, that they could get a job and work on that and buy a place and rent it out and have like be on the cash plus side from very young. And but we, this is, I'm, I'm praying that the, it's shifting now because I know, I mean, even years, a couple of years ago, when you found out someone doesn't have a college degree, you're like, Oh, they're never going to get a job. I, they have no college degree, but it really isn't about the degree. It's about your motivation and, and what you want, right? Because most of us mm -hmm. go to college and have no clue what we want to be. We take yeah. these random classes and then we pick a, a major. And half the time we don't even stick with that. That's not even the job we get. So 
it's almost like a wait. And I don't want to say it's a waste of time, but if you don't know what you want, going to college is just going to take time away, you know, from what you could be working towards if you really knew you liked something or wanted to excel mm. in an area or two. Um, because what we're doing is now we have all just little bunch like workers that are going off to a job and not really excelling in life because they feel like they're going to be there for 40 years and they're going to retire. And that, like, that's how it goes. Right. I mean, that's like a very old school thought. Um, but it's still very much followed because of the paradigm, because of our parents and our, their parents. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I'm, I think the pandemic really started to make a shift in that because mm-hmm. people had to learn how to use the computer and they had to, some people lost their jobs. So they started online businesses and things like that. And it, you know, it became more of, um, common, I guess. And it, it's mm-hmm. exciting to see because we do need more trades. We need more electricians. We need plumbers. We need um, HVAC. We need these skilled people and they're not the ones that go to college. So, you know, college is great, but it doesn't, ha- it's not, it doesn't have to be the way. It's not a de- de- defining aspect. Not of- anymore. No. And, yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. When I was going, it was like, that's what you did, you know? Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's shifting and it's really nice to see because creativity is, is, you know, in a company is often not welcomed because they like things the way they like things, right? Even in a school district, they like things the way they don't like new things. They don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They they like things the way they are. So our creativity and our, our imagination gets squashed. Well, Renee, I love what you're bringing about and really shining light to that creativity aspect. So bravo. It is, it is super incredible. And I want to make sure again, that everyone knows where to find you, your handle. This is your Instagram handle. So for those of you watching, you can see it on the screen. And for those of you tuning in, listening in, it is at Renee underscore underscore the V E E. So double E double E. And I love that by the way. So you can find her there and learn about more of what she's creating when she's creating it and all of the awesome posts, the positive posts. I don't know about you, but I appreciate those connections where I get to learn and be inspired by people's posts and creations. So also, of course, the mighty minds.us. Make sure you check that out to see what she's doing. Renee, it has been lovely to have you as a guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Um, Smile. Smile at everybody. You know, we need more love. We need more compassion. We need more, you know, there's a lot of scary things going on in the world. um, And it all stems from a lack of self-love. And, you know, the more we can show that, um, the more it'll spread. And it's uh, unfortunate what's, go- you know, what goes on with people who are just unhappy, um, you know, and taking it out on others, you know, with the violence. So I think smiling at others and and not judging others is really important. Um, but yeah, I smile at everybody. So I think it's it, it's good for your soul and it's good for so- you can make someone's whole day. And it, it's that simple. It doesn't need to take much to, you know show others that you care and show yourself that you care about yourself too. So that's my, I mean, I say that to everybody. I, I'm like, smile. My husband, if he wakes up and he's like, I'm like, smile. Cause it, it, it phys- physiologically can change your whole day. It's contagious. Yeah, it is. It, it is. is contagious. A and it's just a simple is- way of, of, of showing kindness and we need, the world needs more kindness. Yeah. yeah. Renee, You are lovely. You have a beautiful smile and you are kind. Thank you so much for sharing that with our audience today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. My pleasure. And thank you for all of you tuning in. Find out more in the description below. All of our guests have information there. And without you, the show wouldn't be possible. So thank you so much for tuning in. It means more than we can say. Thank you so much. Goodbye for now. And we will see you next time. Bye.